Our readings this morning are both from 1 Corinthians. Um, so if you want to follow along in the Bible on the seats, then it's page 1080. And that's where we're starting anyway. And we'll start off by reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 18 to 31. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where are the wise? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Brothers and sisters, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus who has become for us the wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let those who boast, boast in the Lord. And then we turn over the page to chapter 3, and we read from verses 18 to 23. Do not deceive yourselves. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools so that you may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows that the thoughts of the wise are futile. So then, no more boasting about human leaders. All things are yours whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas, or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours and you are of Christ and Christ is of God. Amen. So um, Chris, Chris is going to come and talk to us about those verses and uh, I'm just going to pray for you, if that's okay. Father, we thank you for your wisdom and we thank you that Chris seeks that. 
and we pray that he would just be able to show us some of his thoughts that you have given him and some uh, just just show him uh, what you want him to say this morning that we can listen and hear what it is you're saying about the, the wisdom of God uh, in, in this time in Jesus name amen amen great thank you good morning everyone know me my name's Chris what's your name should we do that again should we do that again my name's Chris what's your name okay I think I got most of your names you're definitely not Bob okay (laughs) now I love church I love being church and being here on a a Sunday morning I love it but my favouritest time of being church is out amongst people who haven't got a clue about Jesus I love being in pubs, on the streets, on a Sunday morning, doing some art. And I work with a creative team with The Light Project who love to let others in on what we've got. Now, one of the teams decided Sunday morning they'd go to the car boot sale. And what they did, they gathered stuff like to give away. And this stuff wasn't just junk. They gathered like people donated things. And one person gave an iPod. Someone else gave some silver and there was a picture and there was some other tat and golf clubs and and they set up a stall and they had this thing, you see, they decided amongst themselves that if people came along and said, how much is that? They would say, oh, that, well, that's free. You can't swap it, you can't get us a brew, you can't do anything. We don't want your money, you just have to take it. Now, it did not go down well at all. People get gathered round and they argued and they said, you can't do that. That's absurd, one man shouted. A crowd started to gather around the car boot and a, a, and a man was arguing. He wanted to give 25 quid for some pewter. And people were arguing with him, my friend, saying, no, you just have to take it. You can't swap it. You can't do anything else. You just have to take it. And this young girl said to a dad who was saying, I need to give you something for it. Uh, She shouted, don't you see, dad? They want to show grace. They want to show grace. And the reading this morning uh, about the cross, in the Greek, the translation for foolishness really should read this. That it's absolute madness. It's absurd. It's irrational. It makes no sense whatsoever. So we're going to look at the foolishness of the cross. In contrast to our wisdom in trying to work out what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Or perhaps how we would look to please God in our own lives. Now, one writer wrote this. He said, the very substance of the Christian gospel, what we know, is absolute madness to those who are perishing. It is irrational. It's insanity. It makes no sense whatsoever. whatsoever. It is not just that this message is a little bit off balance or it is uh, or it simply needs a bit of polishing it 
is sheer madness. It's absurd that someone so beautiful, holy, powerful, the most wonderful man who has ever lived, will ever live, would lay down his life for you and for me. So there are three questions that I want to ask us this morning that flow out the scriptures uh, written to the Corinth church. So the first question is this. Do you get it? Do you get it? The second question is, do you know Christ crucified? The third question is this. Do you feel weak? So the first question, do you get it? You see, verse 18, Paul says this, for the message of the cross is foolishness, mad, it's insane, it's irrational to those who are perishing. But for us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It is the power of God. So Paul, throughout this scripture, contrasts those who consider the cross foolishness, madness, and those who know of its power. And the question that we are faced with from the scripture is, do you get it? Do you know it? John Stott, in his classic work, he's written hundreds of books, and he's no longer alive, but he wrote The Cross of Christ. He says this, "The, uh, the gospel of the cross will never be a popular message because it humbles the pride of our intellect and character. It humbles the pride of our intellect and character. You can't work it out. It is the most absurd gift. Do you try and reason your acceptance to God. Perhaps you try and make yourself acceptable to God. Do things. And the way that you live, perhaps coming to church. Well, Paul describes it all as as this wisdom, um, which you can't quite work out. Let's see if I can got this little box thing. It says you can just pile everything into trying to work, trying to be better. Be a good Christian. Please, God. Just try and put everything in. But the scripture is all about, that this works, it's all about the foolishness. It's not going to, hello, hello. Hey, the foolishness of the cross, the gift, the outrageous generosity, the most precious gift that this world has been graced with. It's something that we can't figure out for ourselves, Paul says to the church in Corinth. You see, the cross is a gift. The cross is the place where the multitude of our sinfulness, our brokenness, our shame, our despair is placed 
upon Jesus. The cross is a place of exchange. Jesus giving his life for you so that you may have new life. I worked as an artist uh, with a church in Birmingham. I was artist in residence a few years ago. And I decided to do something really crazy. It was, it was foolish. I decided to make a sandwich board and walk into a very busy shopping centre. The sandwich board had the most beautiful picture of an icon of Jesus hanging on a cross. Gold, detail. Oh, it was beautiful. And it was massive. And on the top of this icon, it said, stick your gum here. I don't know if you've seen those posters. You can vote. If you're chewing gum, you can vote for something that you like, whether you like Marmite or not, whether you think someone's fit or not. You know, it's, you can vote. And it's, it's stick your gum here. And I went into this shopping centre giving away free chewing gum. And on the back of the sandwich board, it says, once upon a time... There was a man who took upon himself the brokenness, sinfulness of this world. Now, the church that I was working with, they said, Chris, look, we're not allowed to do anything in this shopping centre. It's private. You're not going to last five minutes. They're going to kick you off. I said, do you want a bet? He goes, yep, let's have a little bet. Five minutes, you won't last. I lasted six. (laughs) Six minutes. And then uh, two very burly, big security guards took me off. And I set up outside the shopping centre, giving away free chewing gum. It was a foolish thing to do. But everyone who engaged with it said something like, that's not very nice. That's not, oh, you want me to do what? Stick it on Jesus. One uh, young lady, she just had a cheese and onion pasty from Greg's. She took a chewing gum, chewed it up, and with the remainder of the cheese and onion pasty, stuck it on Jesus' face. She went, that's not nice. I said, yeah, that's the point. Did that for you? The most absurd gift freely given you can't give anything for it exchange it do it you just need to receive it do you get it that's the question Paul asked do you get it have you got it the second question is this do you know Christ crucified now I don't mean the story I don't mean the stuff that you hear every week that you come and hang out here or with your family. I mean, do you know Christ crucified for you? You see, when I was 17 years old, my sister told me something that radically changed my life. She looked me in the eye and she said, Chris, Jesus died for you. For me? You see, I knew the story as a vicar's kid in Patworth. Vicar's kid. I knew the story inside out. I'd heard it over and over. But Jesus dying for for me, I thought that was just weird. Why would, for me? I knew something about him dying for the world, but for me, 
Do you know Christ crucified for you? You see, it's very easy to look around and go, well, I'd, I'd understand Jesus did that for that person, but for me. That he'd do that for, but for me. Christ crucified for me. In Corinth, Paul addresses two stumbling blocks to believing the good news about Jesus within the two main groups that he's writing to, the Jews and the Greeks. The Jews wanted a sign to authenticate the message. The Greeks, they wanted wisdom. And Paul declares, we preach Christ crucified. Do you know that? Christ crucified. You see, what would happen in Corinth, it was a little bit like Athens. It was a city about 90,000 people at the time. And it was a place where people loved to gather to study the new ideas of the day. And we get a little bit of an insight with a bit of a a note about Paul writing about um, when he visits Athens. And it's a bit of a, a side note, and it's found in Acts chapter 17, and it's in brackets. And it says this, All the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there spent their time doing nothing but talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Talking about and listening to the latest ideas. Now, I reckon the church in Corinth must have had that bit of culture around them. People meeting to talk, listen, to share the latest ideas. But for it to impact their lives? I don't know. I wonder, do you come to Camborne Church just to listen to the ideas of Jesus crucified? Or do you know it for you? The third question is, do you feel weak? Do you feel weak? See, in verse 27 that Jonathan read for us, it declares this. But God chose the foolish things of this world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are. I've got some wonderful news for each one of you this morning. Every single one of you, wherever you're at with God, if you feel weak, rejected, if you feel rubbish, if you feel a no one, if you feel empty, then this good news is for you. If you feel like you have not got your life sorted, it's for you. This good news is for the despairing amongst us. This good news is that I have not got it sorted. The outrageous gift of Jesus for you, for me. 
just think about the broken people that Jesus met in the Bible. The woman who put perfume on Jesus' feet, who was a prostitute, who met with the living God through Jesus. Think of the broken men, the story of the prodigal son who had feeding pigs and run away from home. This good news is for the broken of us. And here we are, we are broken people. Some of us are really good at kind of showing that we're not, but we are with broken people who need Jesus. So the challenge from the scriptures for us this morning, do you get it? Do you get it? Do you know Christ crucified? And are you weak? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, come to us, fall upon us. Remind us what you have done for us. Help us to believe that the gift of Jesus is for us, it's for me. Lord, help us to move on from just knowing the story to knowing you. Help us to believe that you want to give us new life, a new start. And for those of us this morning who have yet to believe that Jesus gave his life for us, Lord, would you help us to believe this morning? Help us to know that you love us, that you have seen us, that you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do uh, come and talk with me after. If anything that I've said just hasn't made sense, would you come and grab me and ask me to explain? I'd be really happy to explain. Or if there's something that I've said that you've gone, that is for me. He's talking about me. Then would you let me know? And I'd love to pray for you. And perhaps this morning, it is the morning where you say, actually, I want to know this. I really want to become a follower of Jesus. This is, this is the morning where you can do that. So please do come and grab me and we can pray together.